Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of this incredible podcast, Physics of the Mystics. And the name itself describes what the um, topic we discuss on this podcast is all about. We talk about physics. We're going to get into quantum physics. We talk about science. And I'm going to show you on this podcast the relationship, the incredible deep relationship that has been just recently discovered by scientists. The principles that are behind science is nothing new. As King Solomon says, there's nothing new under the sun because it's all been already recognized and discussed in our age-old books of the Torah, Kabbalah, mysticism, and Hasidus. And this podcast is presented to you by myself, Rabbi Shlomo Ezagwi. And I am a rabbi here in Palm Beach County, Florida, for the last 35 years. We've pioneered and instituted many very important organizations. And along the way, I have also authored two books, one on Maimonides, Maimonides' Advice for the 21st Century. And so that's based on all the incredible, wise, guiding words of Rabbi Moshe ben Maimon. Maimonides, the personal physician to the Sultan, philosopher, and greatest codifier of Jewish law. And I've also authored a book called A Spiritual Soul Book. And as the name describes, it's all about spirituality. It's all about the way the soul works, the way the mind works, the way the soul influences the mind, and the mind influences the soul, and how they influence the emotions, how that all influences our 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 actions and our deeds. It's all about God, all about meaning, all about purpose, and all of that you can find in my second book, A Spiritual Soul Book, over 800 pages. But there are short chapters, over 300 chapters. So you can read each chapter as an individual, an independent message. And you can get a little taste of that on Times of Israel blog. I generally try to upload two of my chapters in that book on the blog Times of Israel website. Okay, so what I'm trying to also encourage everybody who listens to this incredible podcast to send me your email address, and I'm not just going to um, ask you to do something for nothing, for sending in your email address to me at physicsofthemystics at gmail.com. I will include you in a raffle for a $260 gift card from Amazon. So please send me your emails. I've already received a whole bunch the last week, but I want to get a lot more so that you can be on my email for this purpose, Physics of the Mystics, and be updated when the book comes out and when anything else takes place. And you can also have feedback with me. So send me your emails to physicsofthemystics at gmail.com and I will place you in a raffle for a $260 gift card. Last week on this incredible podcast, we talked about atoms and we pointed out some incredible insights into how God made the world and what's considered a healthy and balanced home for the sake of bringing up children and for the sake of progeny. And it's all reflected in the way God created an atom. When we look at an atom, we see that there is at the nucleus, and that, that's where most of the mass is carried. There is a proton and a neutron, and around this nucleus, at the center of the atom, there whizzes around electrons. And these atoms, they can have up to seven shells, 
that surround the nucleus in which the electrons whiz around um, the, uh, the protons and the neutrons. And we said that this is an incredible insight and understanding and appreciation to what the Torah tells us we need to do in order to have a healthy life. It's all related to each other, as I'm going to point out, and as you're going to hear um, as we continue um, these podcasts, that really the whole world, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekeinu, Hashem Echad, it's all one. It all follows one universal principle, which we are going to talk about as well at the right time and at the ripe time. It's really, there's all one guiding universal principle to the entire universe. So really, it all goes it's in synergy, one with the other. And just as we see in an atom, there is a positive force and a negative force. The same thing also in anything and in everything healthy, there has to be a positive and a negative force. If there was only electrons, it wouldn't be a healthy atom. There was only protons, it wouldn't be a healthy atom. There has to be a positive and a negative force. And that is represented in a man and a woman. A man is the positive force and the woman is the negative force in the sense that the man is the one that introduces into the electron, into the negative force and connect as they connect, that's what is a balanced atom. And so there cannot be just protons, there cannot be just electrons, there cannot be just men in a home and there cannot be just women in a home. In every electrical circuit, there has to be the positive and there has to be the negative, the male and the female. And that's what makes a healthy circuit. And we also talked about how we notice there are seven heavens and we go around the bima seven times. That's reflected in the seven shells that are in every single atom. And we talked about how the majority of space in an atom is filled by the electron. And that's what the Torah tells us, that the woman is at Kerasabai. She's the most important element. She takes up the most important identity. The most important impact is um, introduced by the electron. And so we recognize so many important similarities in the way the Torah guides us to live our lives. And that's exactly how God created the universe down to the most essential element, and that is atoms. Today I wanted to talk about another concept, and that is the sun. Because the sun, as we all know, is very essential. The sun is the star that brings light and brings energy, and it brings heat into the entire world, into the entire universe. And I want to point out something that's very, very incredible when it comes to the sun. Are you going to see how in this sun, is expressed precisely the way the Torah talks about God and precisely the way the Torah talks about the influence and how it all starts and how it then all evolves and manifests itself. We're going to see that exactly in the way the sun operates and generates its heat. And this emphasizes and underscores what the Rambam Maimonides says in the Guide for the Perplexed when he talks about how the Torah the message that God transmits to the world starts out talking about how God created the world. Now, if the Torah is meant just to be a book of guidance and instruction on how to behave, 
Why does it start at talking about the way God created the world? The reason for that, the Rambam says in his guide for the perplexed, is because that's how we recognize the greatness of God, and that's how our eyes open up to connect and to perceive the um, grandeur of godliness. And by talking about the world and by talking about science and physics, we are going to recognize the principles of the Torah that are expressed and are manifested and they materialize exactly as it's explained in mysticism and in Kabbalah, precisely in that way, scientists today recognize the way the world operates. So let's talk about the the sun, since it represents such an essential, an essential, an essential element in this universe. Now, many of you may be familiar with how the sun operates, but it works on a very, very simple system. The sun is made up of hydrogen atoms. Now, in the periodic table of elements, hydrogen happens to be number one. That's the number one atomic number. And that's because hydrogen is made of one proton and one electron. Yes, there are isotopes to this to this atom, but the atom hydrogen is the elemental number one atom on the periodic table because that's where it all started. That's where it all begins. And how exactly does this number one atom, the hydrogen, generate the heat, the light, and everything that the sun um, uh, contributes to this world and to this universe, how exactly does does it happen? The way it happened is that hydrogen fuses four atoms together. They squeeze very, very tightly together. And then when they squeeze so tightly together, they become one new atom, which is the number two on the atomic number of um, uh, periodic table of elements, and it becomes helium. And it's this very, very simple process of hydrogen, number one, fusing four atoms of this number one together that converts into all the energy and light that the universe receives from the sun. Something so simple represents something so significant. Why? Let me explain it to you. Right, The core of the sun, which is merely hydrogen atoms, converting into helium, and in that process, which is called nuclear fusion, so there is all this mass that is converted into energy, and it's done by the number one combining into four, and it's through that everything is generated. Now, what am I talking about? You know, when we say the very, very basic statement of Shema Yisrael, Adonai Yolaheinu Adonai Echad, we are expressing that everything is really just one. Echad. But out of that one, out of that Echad, comes everything that is here in this world. But when you see all the very many different things that is here in this world, 
you may get distracted into thinking that there's so much. Therefore, the Torah reminds us that really at the essence of it all, there is only one. Now, this one God who is at the essence of everything, how does he express himself when at the essential level of himself, how does he express himself in the Torah? He expresses himself with a name. And that essential name of God is made of not three letters or nine letters. It's made of four letters. That means there are four different, so to say, kind of independent expressions that come together in this name of God, Yud and a Hey and a Vav and a Hey. And that is how that one God expresses himself. He expresses himself through these four letters, and then he goes on to develop into more and into different names and into more letters until he finally becomes the entire universe that we have before us. Now, when scientists talk about the Big Bang and they theorize how everything started, that's exactly how they say the whole world became what it is today. The universe became what it is today. It all started out, it had to start out with the most essential element, which is hydrogen, which happens to be also at the core of our sun. And this atomic number one atom fused together by four atoms coming together. And you know what it produced? It started to produce the four constants, the four elementary forces that make this entire world. At the essence of everything, which is more of a discussion that we will get into when we get to quantum physics and quantum mechanics, everything as it, at its core is made of four elementary forces. The strong force, the weak force, gravity, electromagnetic force, and all of that, where did that all, where did that all uh, um, expand and, and jump out of? It all expanded and jumped out of the four elementary hydrogen atoms fusing together. That's how the Big Bang started. And that's how the sun operates to this day. That's how scientists recognize the way the sun works to this day. Amazing. Amazing to see that science and scientists define and understand the essence of how the universe came into being, understand the way this incredible, powerful star, the sun, generates and uh, its energy to the entire universe exactly the way the Torah tells us. God, who is one, expressed himself through four. That's the essential first step. And then through those four letters, becomes everything that this universe is all about. Now, I'm going to take this a little further. This is going to blow your mind. These four letters of God's name, each letter in Hebrew represents a numerical value. And that's another discussion we're going to have another time. Mathematics and numbers. This is a very, very big philosophical and scientific debate is mathematics essential to the universe or is it just a way that our minds created a way to make sense and bring order to what's in the world 
So we superficially and on the outside created a system that we call mathematics. I'm going to uh, uh, promote here on this incredible Physics of the Mystics podcast, the idea based, of course, on mysticism, that mathematics is the essential essence and identity of the world. And we are lucky when we understand the universe through the equations and through the numbers of mathematics. Mathematics is at the essence of everything. So when you take this name of God, which is those four letters, the Yud and the He, the Vav and the He, and you add up the numerical value of those four letters, it becomes 26. The Yud is number 10. The He is number 5. The Vav is 6. And the next He is 5. So 10 and 5 is 15. Plus 6 is 21. Plus another 5 is 26. So the numerical value of God's essential name of four letters comes to the mathematical total of number 26. Now, you may have said up until you heard this podcast that it's just coincidental, random, doesn't have any real, essential, inherent relationship to reality. But listen to this. So this hydrogen atom, which is number one, which specifically comes together with four atoms, not three or 16 or nine, the way it works, the way nature and the way God designed nature as an expression of himself and as the Torah describes the way he works here in this world, put together four atoms of hydrogen together. And it's from that order that, you know what comes as a result of that? Let me tell you what comes as a result of that. Now, the first atom made the second atom, and then the second atom made the third atom, because when these atoms fuse together, there's a bunch of different things that are going on, which is not today's podcast, and I'm not a science teacher, but just accept that to be the way one atom gives birth to the second as hydrogen comes together to make helium. And then some of those hydrogen atoms have, as I mentioned, I think earlier, or maybe I didn't, they have isotopes. And and so in some of those ide- in some of those um, um hydrogen atoms, there is more than just one proton and one electron. Um and one uh there's some of them that have one neutron, some of them have two neutrons in it, and so that becomes a little bit of a different variation. And so when they fuse together, they create different results. Um, and that's what keeps on developing the periodic table all the way up until it comes to the 26th atom on the periodic table of elements. And do you know what the number 26 is? The number 26 is iron. Now, iron is the most stable of all elements. It's only up until number 26 on the periodic table of elements that the process of fusing together in order to create more and more atoms continues to work in that fashion. Only up to number 26, iron. And I'm going to share in another podcast how this iron works in such a way in line with four oxygen atoms 
And that's what transports our life around our body through, of course, the hemoglobin um, molecule and the heart and other things. But I don't want to put too many things here into this podcast today. But keep on the subject, which is the sun and hydrogen, the number one that comes together in four atoms. And that's what is at the core of creating the powerhouse of the sun. The powerhouse of the sun is made by the one that comes together in four, in the number four. And an additional thing I'm adding to all of that is that it is precisely this process that keeps on repeating itself up until it reaches the 26th element on the periodic table of elements that ends up becoming the entire universe that we're living in. Now, tell me, isn't that unbelievable? Isn't that unbelievable to recognize what scientists have discovered only in the last couple, relative, relatively speaking, last couple of years? That's what they've recognized in the last couple of years, that this is the way the world comes about, came about on, a, on an ongoing basis in the present and in the past, and it keeps on repeating itself. And that's the world, the universe that we're living in. Let me add a little other bonus to what we're talking about today. You know, scientists have this incredible conundrum. They can't figure this out, an enigma. Why is it that the world pulsates, the earth pulsates every 26 seconds? There's some sort of a vibration, right? A seismic vibration that takes place um, and they can measure it and with the right machines every 26 seconds. The answer is pretty obvious because the limit of everything is 26. That's when, so to say, we've come to the end of one cycle. The cycle is number 26, right? It's one that expresses itself in four letters that are numerically, they have the value of 26. And then when that's reached, it's the end of one time God's name. And then that has to be repeated again. The one expressing itself through four atoms fusing itself uh, with itself and until it keeps on repeating itself up to the number of 26, which is the iron um, atom. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that is today's podcast for Physics of the Mystics. I'm amazed at all these ideas. I need to hear back from the peanut gallery to know that um, there are people out there that appreciate this incredible uh, um, recognition and awareness. And I'd like to hear your feedback, um, suggestions, and, uh, um, and, and, I, and I'm not going to just ask you to do so as a favor, but I'm going to reward you for doing so when you send me your emails to physicsofthemystics at gmail.com. I will put you into a raffle for a $260 Amazon gift card. And now you can already figure out why it's 260 because what did we talk about today? 26. I didn't say yet the importance of the number 10, but 26, when it's multiplied by 10, it's 260. 
And 26, the importance of 26 is that it is the numerical value of God's essential name. And it is the 26th number on the periodic table of elements. And it's up to that number that the atoms fuse together. And it's the most stable of all elements, number 26, iron. So this is today's podcast. um, And I hope you enjoy it. And until next time, all the very best.